What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Next Level Freedom Church podcast. My name is Trenton Cruz. I'm the lead pastor of Next Level Freedom Church in Jackson, Missouri. If you're seeking a church family that can help you grow in your relationship with Christ, or maybe you just want to check us out online, be sure to check out our website, www.nextlevelfreedomchurch.com. I hope today's episode will inspire you and encourage you as you fulfill the destiny God has for your life and fulfill your divine purpose in God's master plan. Thanks for tuning and God bless. What's up everybody? Welcome back to Unified. My name is Trenton Cruz, lead pastor of Next Level Freedom Church right here in Jackson, Missouri. Our address is 1225 Old Cape Road, Jackson, Missouri. For those of you who are curious and maybe local that would like to visit our church, make sure you're checking out the website for more information and to see that address in person at nextlevelfreedomchurch.com or nextlevelfreedomchurch.org. Either one of those places will take you to the same website where you can get more information on us. You can call in prayer requests, different things. There's a number there on the page. I'll let you go there to look that up. Today's show was a show that was actually recorded on April 24th, 2018. It was the very first interview I ever did with Stafford L. Moore Jr., of Cape Girardeau, Mount Moriah Ministries. If you remember, when you look back on the Unifieds we've had, because we've been doing Unified for over a year now, and once a month, the first Thursday of every month, we always have a Unified episode. Well, last October, when we had Unified, we had Stafford Elmore Jr., the second interview I ever had done with him right here on the air. And this year we have the first. So the the those of you out there that may be wondering why I did it in that particular order, I'm just going to let you know I had to actually find it on some of my old hard drives and things that I had stored away. And at the time when I released last year's interview, I couldn't find the first one. I did end up finding that over the course of this past year. So we are going to go ahead and play this today. This was This will be the last episode that I am taking from the vault. And it is the first interview I ever did with Stafford Elmore Jr. For those of you who don't know, Unified originally was a YouTube series where we tried to stick between 10 to 15 minutes. Sometimes we went over that. And this interview happens to be only 16 and a half minutes long. During this interview, he talked about a lot of his youth pastoring days and some of his Christian hip-hop days. So all of that will be interesting for you to hear. There's still a lot of good stuff in here. So if you were wondering about the delay, that is why there was such a delay between this first interview and the second interview, which we had put up last year. So straight from the vault, I'm bringing you the second person I ever interviewed on Unified, second only to Brett Heilman, which you heard back in August. Without further ado, here is my interview with Stafford Elmore Jr. God bless you guys. We'll see you next time. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome to our latest show of Unified right here on our YouTube channel. We're hoping that you're subscribing out there if you're checking us out. Thanks for tuning if you're on Facebook, our website, wherever it is you're checking us out. Thank you for tuning. My name is Trenton Cruz. I'm the lead pastor of Next Level Freedom Church here in Jackson, Missouri, along with my brother here, Stafford Lee Moore Jr. 
Uh, Pastor of Mount Moriah Ministries Mount in Cape Girardeau, Missouri, yes. is in the house with me today. So we're going to get to hear a little bit about his testimony. Well, Staff, let's just uh, start out with some basic stuff. Basically, for those of you out there tuning who maybe have caught some other shows, the point of Unified is to represent Christ, letting people know that we're all in unity on the essentials. We find liberty in the non-essentials. And we all show charity in our day-to-day lives. So the point of the show is to connect you with local people, just to let you know that these are real people mm-hmm. dealing with real-life issues. So, uh, staff, thanks for being on the show, man. Oh, no problem, man. I appreciate you inviting me, man. Looking forward to this. I'm happy to be here. Man! Anyway, that's so, good. Okay, <laughs> and we'll see where it goes. If we have to have him back, we will. But, okay, okay. Uh, so, uh, staff, just let's, let's start from maybe the beginning of where... What got you involved with ministry, period? What's your story leading up to that point? Well, I've always said I was born in the church. I wasn't like Christ, you know, where I was a, you know, immaculate conception. But I was born in the church. Uh, my father was a minister. My mom was an evangelist and a singer. Uh, they was part of a group called the West Sisters. So okay. uh, they traveled. They opened up for the Clark Sisters. They, they done huge venues. So being the son of a reverend and the son of a traveling evangelist in Summers, I was born in the church. And plus, my aunt is an, also an apostle. So okay. it's church all around me. So I started off in the church, uh, got my hands wet on drumming and music. I became the drummer of my church, started playing the drums full set at about five or six, but I was kind of messing around with the drums even before that. And that kind of kept me involved doing music and running the sound system and all that. And that kind of morphed into become a youth pastor and then eventually uh, aided my father when he took on the church I'm currently at now when he passed and I became, they asked me to stay on as pastor. So okay. that's kind of how it happened. Yep, so uh, so you was kind of raised in the church. Uh, yes. So what kind of a lifestyle were you living outside of the church? Let's go there. I mean, was it always you were just a good kid on the block or was it there was some struggle in Folks the around you would tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be honest, I was a... I was a disciplined kid. Uh, I, I had a true fear of the Lord in a sense. I came out of a fire, hell, brimstone church. Mm-hmm. They preached hell. I know for me with that. Forever and ever <laughs> and ever. And that thought never lost my hit mind and left my mind. So when I was younger, I really feared the Lord in the wrong sense. Mm. It wasn't an appreciation and, 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 and a value for who he is and what he is for me and what his son did on the cross. It was a fear of what he can do to me, <laughs> okay. and that kept me. That kept me. That kept you straight. Kept me straight somewhat, but I wasn't a goody two shoes. But I didn't do anything really bad. Really bad. I had some. I got into some things, but not not anything that I could really say was real real bad. No. Okay. So. All right. So uh, when I first met you, uh, I remember the night you came. Trey, we met Trey first. I Trevon, met Trey when I was yeah. working. Trey, if you're listening, shouts out, Trey. Trevon uh, Alfred. I met Trey at uh, Havco. We was both working yeah. at Havco Wood Products in Scott City there <laughs> when I first met him. And then he mentioned that, you know, he he mentioned you making beats and stuff. And y'all, because I was like, man, I'm struggling. I need some help with beats. And he invited staff over. At that time, I was a youth minister at a church. Well, it was actually Little Oriole, Missouri, which is considered a Cape Dorado address. But he came over to the uh, parsonage. Uh-huh. That I was living at at the time, wow, so and he deep. came in there and he did our first. I guess you were the first person outside of us trying to do our own thing uh-huh. to make a beat, and he did the song "Generation Next." For those of you who may have, whoa, heard I didn't, it. I didn't remember that. Yeah, so that was on the that was on the Roland the Roland Phantom. 
Was that yeah. Brett? Was that Brett's keyboard? Uh, probably. You know, I, I own that Brett. guy. He sold me that yeah, keyboard. Yeah, that's going, right. That's crazy. Yep, yep. He created our first beat, and it was probably his. You know, I don't remember. I mean, I had a Triton, but I don't think yeah, it, was, you did. it was just a limited edition. It was kind of like a, a temporary. I guess you said there wasn't as much stuff on it, so uh -huh. I guess it was just kind of like a sample. It was the beginners. It was the uh, <clears throat> introduction, entry level board, and he had. Brett had the real deal. That was a real yeah, deal. Yeah, that was a nice one. Mm -hmm. So, uh, but yeah, that's when I first met you. Rolling X. So yes. you was already with the Church Boys yes. at this time. Okay, well, so we no, go ahead, go ahead. I, I, I explain. Let's what what brought the Church Boys on? Let's talk about that because Church Boys. For those of you who don't know, the Church Boys is a rap group that staff's been a part of. Are you guys still together or just we? Uh, yeah, we consider ourselves the Church Boys. Uh, we but we do a lot of solo stuff, but we come together every now and again depending okay. on the situation. So talk about that. Where, where did the Church Boys come from and the idea for Church Boys? Well, again, you asked me was I always you know I rap. I, I like hip hop. My older brother was a rapper. He wasn't a gospel rapper. He was. He was in the streets, and his music reflected what he was doing uh, and, what, and what he was involved in. So as a younger brother, I was very into my older brother. He was kind of my idol, so to speak, at that time. He, he someone I looked up to outside of my father. So everything he did, I was kind of into. So if he did it, I thought it was something I at least need to give a, a try or investigate. So uh, he was doing the rap thing. I was going to some of the studios he would go to. And me and my cousin, Emmanuel, we used to do a lot of music at the church when we had, at that time had a uh, Yamaha 85. I can't remember what brand it was, but it was one of the nice model Yamahas at that time. And he was making beats, and I was learning how to make beats, and I would travel with my brother to different studios and, and help him make music. Okay. And then I started rapping with a group called Down By Law. I don't know why I was calling us <laughs> because I wasn't getting in trouble with no law. But we called ourselves Down by Law, me and my uh, good good friends, uh, Darnell and, and uh, Lamar and my, my cousin Emmanuel. So we had a group called Down by Law. And then that group, out of that group, uh, me and my cousin formed a group called Midwest Finest. And we were rapping, winning talent shows and different things like that. But our rapping was mostly just rapping about our lyrics. We didn't cuss, but we, we would act like we were tough. We would act like mm -hmm. we were street. And in some senses, my cousin really was dabbling in the streets. I was just acting like I was. I was um, really not doing it, but you were scared. I, I was like scared. You, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I was a little bit more cautious. Moving on, I was about 18, 19 years old, and the Lord really started dealing with me on the content of my lyrics and what I was talking about. You know, the truth of it was I really what I was proclaiming. I'm not this, this dude trying to be hard. I'm not this dude in the streets. I'm, I'm really in the church. It was a, an encounter I had at the church by myself, and I felt real bad, and God kind of really convicted my heart. And at that time, my uncle, uh, at that time was Scott Porter. He started coming to me about, you, the Lord told me to tell you, you need to start using your gift for him. Mm. He didn't know the Lord was already dealing with me on that. And uh, <laughs> so... I wrestled with it because I thought Christian rap was corny. All I knew about was DC Talk and a few <laughs> other uh, T-Bone. And, you know, that was before Gospel Gangsters and knew about a few of the great tree artists. And it was just, to be honest, Trent, it was garbage to me. <laughs> you know, So uh, I was reluctant because I didn't want the stigma of being lame and corny and all that. I wanted to rap about what the, you know, what the world was rapping about, what the secular cast was rapping about. And I wanted to do it in my own way, not exactly like they did it, but do it in a way that I felt good about it. Mm -hmm. And the Lord really got me. And 
and I was, you know, at the time I feared the Lord and I changed. And um, I converted one of my songs to fit a Christian format. And that's where it started. And my father had a thing called uh, Rites of Passage called uh, short for Rope. I mean, uh, that's, it's, the uh, acronym was Rope, Rites of Passage. He asked me to be his first act. And that was where the church boys... So it was like a show? Yeah, it was a show. Okay. And I was calling myself the church boy. Okay. But then my younger brother, Octavius, and one of my brothers, which I call brother, but he ain't my biological brother, but he's so close to us, we consider him a brother, Chris Smith. Mm -hmm. They were under me. They would be at the church with me. And we, instead of calling it the church boy, me, we called it the church boys. Okay. And we went to the show and done the show as the church boys. And that's how we started. And the rest is history. Now, when I first, let's see, I guess it would have been back when I met Trey. You was working on an album. Yes. With Q Works, uh, uh -huh. Q. tell it like it is. Tell it like it is. Yeah, you because know, I, I just seen that the other today actually. When I was looking through some CDs. I'm like, well, look at that. I got both of your albums, the solo still, ones. Still, still so, uh, so uh, how did you get that connection? Uh, did you just hear? Uh -huh. Okay, so when we when I finally submitted to the Lord and it, it's tugging on my heart, you know, He said, you know, no one comes to a father self. He draws. He was drawing me. Mm -hmm. and actually, lasso me. Be honest with you. He, he didn't draw me. He literally lassoed me up and pulled me in because I wasn't trying to come. <laughs> but uh, we started traveling. We went down to Memphis and opened up for Mr. Dale. Okay. The doors just started swinging open. And we, we did a lot in Sykeston. Saw kids falling out. And stuff was happening that I never thought I would be at the ham or the law to be using me to do it. But it was happening. As we traveled, my uncle got us an opportunity on the campus with a guy by the name of Charles Bobo, which was the campus minister mm -hmm. over RCCM, uh, or the BSU. Uh, so we went up there to Red Star Baptist Church where they was having like a, what they call a Christian night club. Okay. And they was looking for alternative types of music. Like they didn't want the traditional stuff. They wanted the, you know, the rappers, the mime and the dance. So we all, they found out about us. We came up and just so happened. I knew of Trevon, mm -hmm. which is ministry or true. But we didn't formally meet until after this set, because he, he rapped before we rapped and didn't know we had a mutual interest in mm. rapping and Christian rapping at that. So I like what I heard. He liked what he heard. He was trying to get music, and he liked it. He found out I made the music that I was rapping to. So he met us at the church, and we formed the bond between me and him that's still strong to this day. And then I approached him about joining the group, and he's like, yeah, I'm joining. So... Okay. So he cool. joined, and then a few others joined after that, but mainly me and him and Chris and Tay and Big Rob and Kyle was the main nucleus of the church boys. Okay. So. Well, kind of want to uh, shift gears here for a second. I remember we would, when you were the youth pastor, youth minister of House of, of, Prayer. of, House of Prayer, and you had invited us over a couple of times. We wrapped at your church with you guys. Uh -huh. So tell us about youth ministry. Like your dad asked you to do it, and it just no, spontaneous, no. or what happened? My aunt, which is was the head pastor of House of Prayer, my dad was assistant to her. Okay. Uh, she had been on me about uh, stepping up and taking on more accountability, well, more responsibility in the church, mm -hmm. outside of just drumming and making sure the sound was right. And again, fought it, didn't want it, didn't want, didn't. I just didn't want to be in the spotlight like that. So I would say people who help. Me to understand I needed to do this was Trevon Ministry, Charles Bobo, watching him. Like, my experience on the campus, coming across young folks like myself 
who were engaged, who were involved, who were active in ministry, mm -hmm. really made me see how much I needed to step up. Yeah. And my reluctance and my running and desire not to do it changed to like, God, what is wrong with me that I don't want to? Am, am I not really saved? Am I not really committed to you? Am I not really in love with you? And seeing their light and their walk provoke something in me. Not that I did love the Lord, but to step up to something I knew I should have been doing, just didn't want to do it. So she came at me, uh, wanted me, and matter of fact, she didn't come at me. She called me up to the church and just made me youth pastor. And I, and I was like, <laughs> they give you a choice. They give me a choice. Gonna do this. But I didn't uh, fight it. I didn't run from it. And uh, well, you said you was in a disciplined household, so you yeah. was probably just out of your spec for your age. Yeah. Just so, kind of went with it. I went so with it. Um, you mentioned briefly at the outset, and we're, I'm watching our time. We're getting close. You mentioned your dad passing uh -huh. and him handing uh, the church, or you—I guess he didn't hand it to you. You kind of got. You were already there, so they asked you to stay. Tell us, kind of—I know you had a close relationship for your dad, so that's yeah. probably a whole other show when you okay. talk about yeah, that. Yeah, that's Pastoring right now. What's going on with uh, Mount Moriah right now? I mean, once you got stepped into that position, like I said, another show, we'll talk about how you got there, but what's going on with Mount Moriah Ministries right now? Well, I would say uh, Mount Moriah is a, a unique situation for how it happened when my father passed and the fact that I'm not Baptist. Mount Moriah, you know, of course you hear Mount Moriah, you think Baptist, and it was, it is a Baptist church, but I'm not a Baptist. Mm -hmm. I'm not a Baptist. I'm non-denominational, so... What I would say, Mount, Mount Moriah is growing. It's growing. We learning new things. We coming to know God for who God really is, not the traditions and not what men have said. You know, follow tradition of men. We're originally, literally learning who God is, accuracy to Scripture, hermeneutics, really getting into and applying the Scripture for what the Scripture is really saying, not what people make it to say. You know, taking things out of context. We was dealing with the Scripture where it says where two. A three touch, mm -hmm. God is in the midst, mm -hmm. and how we take that and try to say that I can name it and claim it as long as I touch mm -hmm. with you, Trent. <laughs> but that whole passage of scripture is really dealing with church discipline. Yeah. And that scripture we extract it and try to use it for something that is really not supposed to be used for. Mm -hmm. And we are learning and breaking down all those walls that we have built up, all those inaccuracies, all those false understandings, false translations of the scripture, and we starting to apply it right. So I call it we're growing, so it's a growing situation. I'm growing, they're growing, okay. and you know the church fluctuates. Sometimes we we have about thirty. Sometimes we it's just four or five of us. You never know. But mm -hmm. I would say, far as our understanding of who God is and who He is in our lives, we are really becoming a church that really are learning who He is and how He wants us to know Him. So okay. that's what I would say. That's Mount Moriah Ministries. Uh, it's right off Broadway. Two hundred okay. Broadway. Down in Cape Dorado, so uh, go check it out if you're local or near there. Go, I'm sure he'd be loving to see it. You can tell him you saw him on the show if you want. Yeah. So, because uh, this show is not about us just as Next Level Freedom Church growing as a ministry, it's about us as a body of believers coming together and showing unification. That's why we call it Unified. So, uh, showing that we've all got stories. We all came from somewhere. We didn't just start as pastor staff. Right. <laughs> pastor and staff. And I'm still, I'm still growing so, into that that title and that. So, uh, I'm gonna have you back on the show because okay. I want to be able to get more into some details because you know stuff that you went through is going to help somebody else Okay, and that's really the point of the show is to hopefully give people out there watching an opportunity to know God can use you mm -hmm. it's just a matter of you getting in the right 
gear, getting in the right situation to head and follow what he has for your life. So, uh, but that's it for now. We went over a little bit again, but I'm sure y'all are fine. I hope you're learning something. I hope you're getting something from the show. But until next time, this is Trent Cruz saying God bless.